Welcome back to the On the Brink podcast. I am here with a very special guest, Ethan Renault. Ethan is someone that I discovered about four or five years ago. Um, in a funny way, I saw him <laughs> on TV, actually. I um, was watching the news one night in Illinois, in Chicago, and they had interviewed this runner, this shirtless runner. Um, <laughs> and it was like, I think it was the winter time and he was running. It was like warm outside or something. And, and I was like, wow, this is so funny. And he went viral, I believe, from that, from that video. And I remember seeing an article shortly after this newscast. And I was like, oh, my God, that's the guy I saw in the news. And they, they had his name on there. And I, I Googled him really quick because um, why not? And turns out he had a blog already. And so I started following his blog. And basically ever since, I have been a fan. Um, his name is Ethan Renault, And he's on here with me now. So welcome, Ethan. Yeah. Thanks so much for having me on your podcast again. This will be super fun. Yeah, of course. I It's so funny. Uh like how the world works and how I ended up just watching the news that one night and seeing you. But mm -hmm. um, I know that you probably get asked a lot of questions about your time going viral. And I uh -huh. know this was several years ago now, but I'm just curious, like looking back now, you know, four or five years later, what, how that experience going viral was for you. Um, yeah, that's a really good question. And <clears throat> honestly, that's probably the thing that has affected my life more than any other like event in my life um, to this day, because um, not only did that itself kind of change a lot of things, because I wouldn't have the following I do now if it weren't for that. I wouldn't have um, a lot of opportunities that came up because of that. So like, um, be for instance, because of that video, I wrote an article for Relevant Magazine about that experience going viral as a Christian. And then from that, a bunch of other magazines started following my blog and picking up my articles. And one of those was churchleaders.com, which is a somewhat big um, international website people read um, and pastors read specifically. And so they started sharing my articles. And then because of that, a pastor in Scotland read one of the articles that church leaders shared he found my website and he saw that I travel and speak. So he asked me to come to Scotland and speak at this conference for a week last summer. So I ended up in Scotland last summer speaking at a conference indirectly because of this dumb viral video <laughs> where I had my shirt off. So um, a lot of things like that have happened where it's just opened up a lot of really cool doors using something really, really dumb, <laughs> which was the viral video. So um, That's awesome, though. That's yeah, really cool. it's, it's been a lot of fun for sure. Um, definitely took my life in a very different direction than it was going. And I've done a lot of cool things. I have a lot of crazy stories as a result of those 28 seconds. So, <laughs> Right, I know. Such mm -hmm. a short clip. Mm -hmm. um, so for my listeners who don't know anything about you at all, um, what are you currently doing? Yeah, so uh, right now I live in Denver and this is where I was born. 
and all my family lives here, and I teach middle school history because I really, really love history and trying to make middle schoolers understand that. It might be an impossible task, but I'm trying. And um, I am working on my sixth book, which might come out soon. I don't know if I'll release it. <laughs> it's on dating. And I'm like trying to get it just right, which is a lot harder than you would think. Um, but I just put out my fifth book last year called Time Kills All Things. And I also blog every day. And yeah, I'm just trying to keep from going insane during the quarantine right now. So, um, wow. Well, you have yeah. quite a lot of things that you're involved in, as you just mentioned. Um, mm -hmm. But in terms of the coronavirus and all of this, like, how is that affecting you? And, and how are you staying sane? Yeah, great question. Um, it, the first week for me was really tough because I'm a huge extrovert. Like if I'm going to write, I would go to a coffee shop and just, uh, post up there for hours and chat with people in the shop and then go to the gym and chat with people in the gym. And then suddenly all that is cut off. Um, so it was a big adjustment at first, but fortunately I have really good roommates. Um, I have five roommates, so we have plenty of you know, human interaction. And fortunately we like each other and we keep each other from going insane. And they're, they're all Christian dudes too. So it's been encouraging. And, um, but what it has done is caused me to slow down a lot and, um, started making my own coffee making my own food, learning new things. And so all that stuff has been super fun and kept me from going insane. Um, but I think even after this is all over, it'll have changed the way that I do things. Um, because like, I don't want to spend as much money on coffee as I did before. And I, I do want to spend a little bit more time alone intentionally and time with the Lord and time just being creative at home and like constructing things. And, um, yeah, it's been a really interesting time. And I think probably, hopefully all of us will be different afterward. And hopefully that's in a better way than we were before. But, um, yeah, I'm trying to make the most of it and not just watch Netflix the entire time until it passes, you know? Yeah. It's so tempting. Um, you know, luckily you have all these roommates. That's great. I think it's really hard to be alone as an extrovert. I can definitely relate. I'm extremely extroverted. Do the same thing. I would go to a coffee shop literally every single day, maybe every other day, but it was too often. Mm -hmm. Um, so I, I totally, totally relate to that. Um, but I agree. I hope that we all come out of this better and not, um, you know, stuck in our old ways. And I think a lot of things during this coronavirus time have just showed like what's more important as yeah. humans. Mm -hmm. And like to me, human interaction is so important. So I've still been like trying to go get coffee and like support local and and even just like doing the curbside pickup and having someone like, you know, safely with their mask and gloves, you know, bring it out to me. I'm like, how, how are you doing? You know, mm -hmm. <laughs> like, it's still, I still like that interaction, but it's so hard because, you know, it's going to be different from now on. Mm -hmm. For sure. Yeah. Um, as a Christian person, you know, how is it to not be able to attend church during all of this? Um, that's been pretty tough. Um, Fortunately, my roommates are all Christians, so we'll have worship nights or we'll, you know, we have guitars lying all over and several of us play guitars, so we'll just randomly pick a guitar up and start singing. And 
Um, I believe the body of Christ is wherever two or three are gathered. And I'm the type of person who prefers liturgical services. So there's like this big ornate liturgy that you go through. Um, and I miss that. Uh, before the virus hit, I was going to this Eastern Orthodox church whenever I wasn't speaking at a church. And so just like I, I miss like that, um, the the entire liturgy, the, you know, I don't know the any other words for it. it. Yeah. And then just like all the people coming together and like the the ministers just like leading the service in these beautiful ways. And I don't know if you know, but in Eastern Orthodox services, they sing for the entire service, except for like a 10 minute homily, but they sing all of the liturgy and like, like you've probably seen videos or something where they're like, like the whole service. They just like sing everything like praise to you, Lord Jesus. And it's just like singing for the entire service. And it's so foreign to um, Americans, but I absolutely love it. I think it's the coolest liturgy. And um, I miss that for sure. But at the same time, you get more quiet time and alone time to spend with God and spend reading and spend um, picking up other books. And so it's been, it's been survivable for now, but I wouldn't want to do it forever. Right. Yeah, that's true. I, I did not know about the Eastern Orthodox Church. I'm going to have to look into that. Mm -hmm. um, I actually sing at a church, so um, so I find that really interesting. And um, it's probably like chant, right? Yeah, yeah. That might be a better word for it than singing, yeah. Well, I mean, it is singing, but um, yeah, it's probably that like really old Gregorian chant kind of style. I'm going to have to look into mm -hmm. that. That's really cool. Um, but yeah, that, that like sense of community and that sense of tradition, you can, you know, you can get the tradition, you know, through a video, I guess you can watch it, but it's not the same. And the sense of community, you really can't have, you know, sitting by yourself watching a, a service, mm. but, but yeah, I agree. It's different, but it'll be good when everyone can come back yeah. to church again, um, and gather together. I think that will be, it'll feel you know, like coming home, it'll be, it'll be really nice. Yeah, I think definitely everyone. Um, so my next question going along with the religion, um, you talk a lot about religion on your own podcast mm -hmm. and on your blog too. And so, um, what inspired you to, to start, um, your podcast and to start your blog? I guess that, that might be two different questions, but yeah. Um, well, as you mentioned earlier, I had my blog up and running way before the viral video happened. And um, I have just always loved writing. Like when I was in fifth grade, I wrote a 50 page story. <laughs> and um, it's not good, but I wrote it. And so I've just always loved writing. And, um, and I think I started writing somewhat consistent consistently and moody when I was in college. And um, but then after the viral video, it became even more consistent because I was like, hey, people are actually reading this now. I should step it up and make this a thing. And so I did. Um, and that's just kind of always been something that I wanted to do. And I actually wrote my first book also before the viral video for my senior project in college. I made this 250-page uh, book called Leaving Weather. And it's a combination of like poetry, essays, photography, design mixed in so it's like a very aesthetic book and I like mixed together all these different mediums into one book and made that my senior project um at Moody 
And so um, then after the viral video, I wrote the second book, The New Lonely, which has been the best-selling one still, even after all the other ones, The New Lonely is the best-selling one. And um, it's oddly more fitting now than it was when I wrote it because the subtitle is Finding Intimacy in the Age of Isolation because we're obviously more isolated now than we were before. And so um, I've actually been doing a giveaway for that book. So I'm still willing to email them to people if anyone on your podcast wants a copy of The New Lonely. Um, yeah, check it out. Uh, how do you access that? Let, let's uh, share how that can be yeah, accessed. Yeah, so on my Instagram page um, or Facebook or YouTube, I posted the same video of me just like talking about the giveaway. If you tag, they'll... Yeah, if you tag a friend in that video and then DM me your um, email address, I'll just email you a copy of The New Lonely. So um, that's there if you want it. it. It was a number one bestseller on Amazon. So you get a free bestselling book. I think it sounds like a pretty good deal. Yeah, that's amazing. Congratulations, by yeah, the way. Yeah, thanks. What, a, what an amazing accomplishment. That's yeah. great. Um, and then you asked about the podcast too, and that. Um, so I don't know if you know about Moody Radio. I think they have that in Chicago. Um, actually, I know they have it in Chicago. Um, but they have a radio station, um, Moody FM, or something like that. Um, someone who, uh, one of the producers for Moody, reached out to me, and he was like, "Hey, I've been reading your blog. I think that you would do well making a podcast." So he's like, "I'll produce it for you if you just want to record episodes and send them to me." And so we've been doing that for the last four years, very inconsistently, but I'm trying to be consistent. So far this year, I've actually been the most consistent, doing one a week. So um, Nice. And what's the tough. premise of that? Um, I don't have a set topic. So like, I have one episode on like aliens versus the Imago Dei, the image of God. So it's like if we discovered intelligent life in the universe, would they fall under the category of the image of God? And then we talk a lot about dating. We talk about online internet dating. I've interviewed other authors, I, like literally anything. So <laughs> there's um, there's tons of stuff out there. I actually just released my first fictional episode. It's like a spooky short story. And I put sound effects on it and everything. And I thought it turned out really well. Oh, nice. But, so that's keeping you busy during mm -hmm. your quarantine too. Yeah. Yeah. Just trying to be as productive as possible in all of the different ways. For sure. Yeah, I think we all are. I mean, I started this podcast <laughs> during my quarantine, so... Oh, you just started during the quarantine? Wow. I did, yeah. Nice. Yeah. I've, I've had the plan to release this, you know, for so long. I've wanted to do it for, like, years. And I finally, like, got stranded in Illinois and decided to, to put it out there. So here we are. <laughs> nice. Nice. Yeah. Aren't there a lot of like memes and stuff about people starting podcasts in the quarantine? Oh, probably. <laughs> I don't know. I think I was one of the first. I was like <laughs> week one, week one. I was like, I can't do this anymore. I don't have anything to do. I'm so bored. Like, I'm just going to go for it. And I just like bought my microphone and like learned yeah. how to do it in like a week and just like went for it. Yeah. So, well, yeah, like I so said, that's better than just watching Netflix and absorbing all the media. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. You have to find some way to be productive. And, you know, I've been telling my my listeners, like, it's okay to not be productive all the time. Like, we all have those days where we do sit and, you know, watch a couple shows on Netflix or whatever you need to do. Yeah. But 
it's great to like find those creative outlets and like for me doing the podcast or or practicing singing or do, doing something to like feel a little bit normal that that's what i um try to do as for much sure. as possible mm-hmm. Um, so one thing I was thinking about, um, that we cannot do during this whole quarantine time. And I don't know when the next time we will be able to do this is, uh, is travel. Mm -hmm. And that like, for me, I, I love traveling. I've been fortunate enough to go abroad once and I've traveled to many, many different States and lived in a couple different states. So I've been really lucky, but as as of right now, I'm a little bit trapped in Illinois, even though I live in Massachusetts. Okay. Um, Where in Massachusetts? Western Massachusetts. So I went to UMass Amherst and then just stayed. Okay. Do you know I grew up in Massachusetts? I think I might have known that. Yeah. Yeah. That's where, where in Mass? In Cape Cod, the other side. Oh, right. Yeah. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. Yeah, that's so cool. Yeah, so I and I I lived in Denver last summer. Okay. So it's all it's all tied together. Yeah, yeah. We're basically um, the same person. Yeah, basically. <laughs> you know, not at all, but that's okay. <laughs> um so Ethan has traveled to so many places. I'm just going to let him talk about that, but um do you miss being able to travel right now? Um, yes and no. Um, I mean, right now I wouldn't have been traveling anyway, except to Florida. Um, the f- funny story, I was supposed to speak at Disney World's Easter service. Um, they invited me to oh, come wow. do their Easter service and I was like, okay. Um, so I was super stoked about that, obviously, but then obviously it's canceled because Disney World's closed. Um, so that was the only trip that I had planned during this time. But my family was also going to go to Italy this summer, which probably won't happen anymore either. Um, But yeah, like you said, I've lived all over the place. Um, I haven't counted. All the countries I've lived in for at least one month is probably like 14 or 15, something like that. I just moved back from Guatemala. I was there for a full year teaching and... um, it was beautiful. The only reason I left is because I was sick because I had like a throat problem. I had to come back here and get my tonsils taken out. Um, so there's always a small chance I might move back to Guatemala, but you never know. I really fell in love with the country and the people and the language and everything. And, um, but yeah, I used to be with a missions organization called youth with a mission. Um, I was with them from 2010 to 2012 and, um, So I did my first school with them in Australia, and then we went to Thailand, India, New Zealand, Haiti, Fiji, Nigeria, France. I was at the Boston base for a little while, and then um, where else did I go with them? Did I say Brazil? And then, (laughs) (laughs) yeah, so it it was a really, really hectic couple years, and I, I was on all six inhabited continents before I was 21, so it was really nuts. Um... Oh yeah, but um, tra- I mean, we could talk a little bit about traveling. I don't know if that's the direction you want to go in, but um, yeah. So like, I mean, your podcast is about your 20s. So this is what I've learned spending my 20s bouncing all over the place. Um, and then I went to college in Chicago and literally it's just kind of been all over. Like I haven't had like a home base until the past year or two. 
the past couple of months, actually, <laughs> since I moved back from Guatemala, I'm feeling like this is home more than before. But usually the way it works for me is like when I'm out there bouncing around, like last summer when I went from Guatemala to Scotland and then to Iceland, um, I was just like, I just want to be home and have somewhere where I put roots down and be with my friends. So I move into this home with all these other with all these other guys. And after a month, I'm like, man, I really just want to get back out there and not have roots and just <laughs> bounce around. So it's all it's kind of like a win, like a lose lose. Like no matter where you are, you're unsatisfied. And one of my friends, what, he's like a mentor to me, he pointed out, he's like, Ethan, it just seems like you're unsatisfied no matter what you do. And that's not a healthy way to live your life. Like, if you're someone who's always in the same place, but you're always dreaming of being somewhere else, and you think that you'll be satisfied when you're traveling, that's not a healthy thing. And then if when you're traveling, you're just dreaming of somewhere where you could put roots down and settle down with a family or friends or whatever. Um then that's also, it's just proof that like neither of those things are satis- satisfying uh, keys, that neither of those things are keys to satisfaction, right? Like um, the interesting thing about our generation, people in their 20s, especially right now more than ever, is that we have this idea of wanderlust, right? Where it's like, if I could just go and live life like all these Instagram travelers, then I would have a much better life than I do right now. But the crazy thing is, um, as a Christian, I did a word study once of all the times that the Bible uses the word wander and found that every single time that word is used, without exception, God is cursing a nation by causing them to wander, so, or Esau, for instance, or Cain, it's like, I will curse you and you will wander the earth. And every time God blesses people, he gives them land to settle, right? So it's like, clearly God intends for us to live a settled, deeply rooted life. Um, but for me, throughout most of my 20s, I had to discover that for myself by moving around so much and bouncing around so much. And um that's one of the lessons I've learned is just that like you can have a richer community when you're settled, you feel more connected to that place. Um, and also obviously I think God calls us to give to those around us and you're not going to do that if you're constantly moving around and traveling and, um, it's like, Oh, I showed up in Haiti for two weeks. And so I'm like a good missionary. And it's like, no, you didn't make any difference there. (laughs) Um, that trip was more for you than it for the Haitians. And so, um, yeah, if you if you want to, I think, experience the deepest possible joy that God has intended for people, it's by being settled, being rooted, and giving back to the people around you, but also letting them pour into you. And it's like, that's that's the that's the model, I think, God designed humans to work within. Um, and so, yeah, I don't think travel is bad in and of itself, but it can't be a sustainable lifestyle. So... For sure. Yeah. I think traveling in your twenties, if you're able to, is so great. Um, I mean, you learn so Mm -hmm. much about yourself, but at the same time, like, you know, eventually you, you do probably want to settle at some point. Um, and now, so you being in your later twenties now, you feel like you want to kind of settle or, I mean, are you still feeling that? that there's still those two halves of me for sure where like one half of me wants to eventually get married and settle down and have a family and like you know put deep roots into a home and like the surrounding community Uh, but then the other half of me is like i know i just need to sell everything and 
backpack through South America again, you know? And so it's like, um, yeah, but I don't know. It's, it's really tough. I know that I think the wiser, the wiser option, like I just said, is to settle down and have a place where you operate. Cause like even missions, like you look at like pre the 1960s to be a missionary meant that you went to China and you stayed in China. You went to the Philippines and you stayed in the Philippines and that was your life until, and you, you planned on dying in the Philippines, you know, like, and we, we don't really have the same concept of that. It's like, yeah, you know, we have short term mission trips, which are destructive for everyone involved. And then you have like missionaries for like a year, kind of like I was in Guatemala. And I think the year is like the bare minimum of you being able to make a difference in that other country. Um, so do you think if you didn't have that throat problem that you would have, like, you definitely would have stayed in Guatemala? Yeah. Um, <laughs> partly because I was dating this Guatemalan girl. Um, she's beautiful and lovely. And uh, and she applied for her U.S. tourist visa just to come visit me here and got denied because it's super hard for Guatemalans to come to the U.S. Um, wow. While it's super easy for us to go there. So that was really sad. And, um, yeah, I, I would love to go back if the right situation opens up back there. Yeah. Well, hopefully, you know, after all this coronavirus is, uh, is over and things can open up, hopefully, you know, you'll be able to figure that out. Mm -hmm. I did look and there's round trip tickets to Guatemala right now for $90. And normally that's a $600 <laughs> ticket. So... I was like, that'd be great if the country weren't closed to outsiders. <laughs> but, right, right. When this, when the whole coronavirus thing started, um, people were saying, you know, oh, like now's the perfect time to travel. Like the flights are so cheap. But like before it got really bad. And I was like, well, I don't think that's a smart idea. You know, the next thing they're going to do is tell people not to travel. Mm -hmm. And that's exactly what happened. So, yeah, flights are so cheap. Even, like, when I have to go back, it's going to be, like, a $30 one-way ticket. It's going to be crazy. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's, but, yeah. yeah, I'm excited to, to travel once this is all over. Mm -hmm. So, or just go back. Yeah. That would be good. <laughs> That'd be a good start. Yeah. Um, okay, so my next question is a very general, broad question for you about your 20s okay. reflecting reflecting on your 20s now that you're 28 sorry if i'm outing your That's age okay. here um so 28 and a half. I've had people, oh right, right <laughs> 28 and a half. So you're like really really in your late 20s <laughs> oh thanks <laughs> no it's not a bad thing it's a good thing or it's a neutral yeah. thing um so I've had people on the podcast in their early twenties. I'm in my mid twenties. Like I've, you know, I want to kind of get a range of, of people. And so I think your perspective is going to be really interesting. Um, Cause you can kind of look back on your early twenties and reflect on that a little mm -hmm. bit. So looking back now on your earlier twenties, what would you change if anything? Ooh, that's a really good question. Um, I don't know if I would really change anything. Um, yeah, the, uh, let me think. That is general. There's so many different ways you could go with that. Um, 
So I guess I'll reference one of my favorite blog posts I ever ever wrote. I think I wrote it in 2016, so it was a couple years ago. Um, but I think it was it's still really accurate. Um, the blog post is called Gradient, and I was like, I just had that word in my head, and I realized that like our generation is a generation of gradient movement as opposed to like light switch movement. So what I mean by that is my dad, when he was in high school, an older man in his church, excuse me, an older man in his church told him, I think you'd make a great pastor. And it was like a light switch moment. And from the time he left high school, he went to a um, college in um, New York to study the Bible. And then he came out here to Denver to go to Denver Seminary, and then he became a pastor straight after that. So it was just like boom, 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 and that was the way his life was going. Um, so it was a kind of like a series of like light switch movements. Like this is the next logical step. Boom, because I know where I'm going. Boom, boom, boom. Whereas I think people in my generation, for the most part, generally speaking, it's more like a gradient. So like, um, you know, you read about like, for instance, Native Americans or Africans have like these tribal traditions of like when a boy turns 16, he has to do X, Y, and Z, this ritual, this ceremony, and then he's a man. So light switch moments, right? It's like you weren't a man and then boom, now you are a man. Um, whereas for us, it's more of a gradient. And that word, if you don't know, is like a slow fade. Like if you look at a sunset and it's like pink and then up there it's blue. But there isn't like a point where it changes from pink to blue. It just slowly fades from pink to blue. And that's kind of what my 20s have been is like searching, um, wandering, experimenting with so many different things. Like, ooh, well, am I good at this? No, I'm not good at that. Am I good at this? Yeah, I'm pretty good at this. And do I do I enjoy it? Like, eh, I liked it for a month, but now I'm bored with it. So it's like, so the past decade for me has kind of been like that gradient of like honing what I'm really good at what I really love to do, how I can best give to other people, teach other people, serve other people, and how that can all work together and then how I want that to, um, like how I want that to show up moving forward into the rest of my life, right? So it's kind of taken me my whole 20s to figure that out. As my early 20s, I just wanted to travel and adventure and then have realized that that's not a sustainable way to go through life. And also it's kind of selfish to just kind of travel for myself because that's like, it serves Ethan, but no one else really. And so it's like, um, how, how can all of these different moving parts and passions and skills work together? And so I think now on the other side of my 20s, I mean, I still have a year and a half to go, but still, um, I'm like moving to a place of like, okay, I, I, I know myself. I know what I'm good at. I know how I can serve other people and do it well and enjoy what I do. And, um, so it's things like teaching, writing, speaking, um, and then just like serve, like trying to figure out ways that I, as a not lawyer whatsoever, can like ad- address the injustices in the world and bring light to them and um, and stuff like that. So it's like my 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 twenties have been spent figuring out all those different moving parts, um, and it wasn't a light switch moment. It was like a decade of like experimentation and traveling and experiencing and. So, um, I guess that's what I would say my 20s have been. Some people still have those light switch moments. It's like, oh, I want to be an engineer because I'm good at being an engineer. And they just do that. And that's great. And I have friends like that. Um, For me, it's been a little bit more poetic and exploratory. But I don't know if I would change any of it. So, does that answer your question? 
Yeah, no, that was great. I, I can definitely relate to that. Um, my path has been like all over the place. And so I, that word gradient is really interesting. And I, I really like that, that idea um, of, you know, your twenties not being a series of light switch moments. Cause for a lot of people, it's not. Um, and so I think, you know, the way that your path ends up being for a lot of people is not the way they thought. And that's my other question. Like, did you, where you are now, did you um, ever see yourself where you are now, like in your earlier times? <laughs> uh, could I predict that I would be on the dumb viral video and be thrust into worldwide fame for a week? No, <laughs> but um, I think I've always been different from other people and maybe stood out a little bit. I don't know if that sounds too cocky to say, but like, for instance, even when I was in college, like everyone kind of knew who I was because I always wore short shorts and tank tops all the time. And it's like, oh, that guy. And I had hair down to my chest. And so I definitely stood out at a private conservative Christian school. So, um, yeah, there's always been a side of me that's like, this makes sense. <laughs> and when the viral video did happen, everyone was like, yep, Ethan's the one that that would happen to. So it was like, um, but if you were to ask younger me, like, hey, with, the, with like the cooler things, like being paid to go to Scotland and speak, excuse me, and then like, like travel um, with a purpose, because I think that like from now on, I, I, I hope to only travel with an actual purpose in mind rather than just like seeing things and taking selfies. Um, like that's, that's the, the dream that I had and it's, and God made that happen in super unexpected ways and it has happened and it's been really cool. Um, cause yeah, I've always wanted to, um, do creative things and be expressive and creative and hopefully have that sustain me. And now I'm doing that as well as teaching, teaching kids. And it's like, like, if I don't stop and think about it, I could miss out on a lot of gratitude. And I think that's why God emphasizes gratitude so much in the Bible, because you can keep complaining or you can be grateful for the things you have. Um, and when I really think about it, I have like the place I'm at in my life is way cooler than I would have expected it to be 10 years ago. So, um, yeah, I don't know if that answers your question, but I, I've done so much in my 20s that when I actually stop and think about it, I'm like, my life has been super cool. And I need to remember that and be more grateful every time I'm tempted to be ungrateful or complain. So, Well, you're definitely using like your talents and gifts for the world. And that's amazing. And I mean, even if you didn't anticipate going viral, yeah. like, you know, make, making the most of it and um, growing from that experience is, is great. Yeah, I appreciate that. Um, okay. I think I have one more question for you. And again, going off of the general idea of being in your twenties, what is one word? This might be hard. Um, what is one word that you would describe your overall twenties? Um, well, I already talked about the word gradient. That might be one of them. The other one that yeah. comes to mind is very, very similar, honestly. Um, experiment, experimentation. Um, there are a lot of millennials who do know exactly what they want to do. Um, I had a friend who dropped out of college because he realized he just loved making coffee. 
and he loved roasting it and like the the behind the scenes stuff. So he dropped out of college and now he's like managing one of the bigger coffee shops in Chicago. And um, so like he had that moment of like this is what I want to do. For others of us like me, it's more, more experimentation is required. So I think I've had like four, somewhere around forty jobs in my life. Each time, like, oh, well, I like doing this. Like, eh, it's okay. Like, for instance, I'm from Colorado, and rock climbing is a super cool thing to do, right? And so there have been three different times I've worked as a rock climbing instructor. Once in Chicago, once in Massachusetts, and then once here. And none of each time I'm like, okay, I'm going to enjoy being a rock climbing instructor because it's a cool thing to do. And I just don't like it. I just can't get into rock climbing. And I don't know why, but I just don't care about it. And, um, and so many of my friends are just so stoked on rock climbing. So it's just the, like, you don't know that until you actually try it. Right. And so it's all that experimenting, experimenting. And, um, and now as a single guy without a family, without people relying on me, now is the time to do it. You don't want to wait till you're married and have kids and then be like, I think I should quit my job and try being a whatever, you know, (laughs) like now is the time to do that. Um, And if you're not doing that, you're probably going to miss out on a lot of different uh, opportunities in your life. And I don't don't mean that to say, like, it's all about you and just experiment and find what you like to do. Find the way that you can best give back to the world that you are passionate about, that you do enjoy doing. Because, like, when all those things can intersect, I think that's when you have the best chance of, like, feeling the most – living the most sustainable life right? Because not only are you feeling good, but you're help, hopefully helping those around you, serving them and giving back to them. Um, so like, for instance, my cousin, he's seven years older than me, I think. He lived the life of like um, high school, college, marriage, family, full-time career, right? Um, I don't think he's ever left the country. And now he just has a house, And sometimes we chat and he says to me, like, you know, sometimes I wish I had done things more like you had, Ethan, where you get to experience a little more, see a bit more of the world. And now he does not have that option. Whereas I, if I'm ever tempted to envy his life at any time I want to, I could theoretically get married, have kids, buy a house, start a family. You know, so it's like um, I, I could at any time experience his life. He could not go back and experience my life because of where he's at and the commitments he's made, right? So the 20s, or it's, we'll say any time before you're married, um, especially before you have kids, is the time to experiment with things. So if you're not doing that, you're probably going to miss out on a lot of things, unless you're certain beyond a shadow of a doubt this is what you want to spend the rest of your life doing, which is fine too, and some people have that. So um, yeah, maybe that's a good second word is experiment. Yeah, and that's great advice um, for anyone, really. Um, like you were saying, do that now. Don't wait um, if you want, because once you're married and and you have kids and you're kind of planted into one in one place, that's not the time. Yeah. So I think that's the best the best advice for your twenties or for any age, really. I mean, this is just my experience and your experience being in our twenties, but um, but really any age. Like if you have the ability to, you know, experiment, that's such a Mm -hmm. great word. Yeah. It could apply to anybody, I guess, who doesn't have those family commitments. Sure. 
Well, that those are pretty much my questions I have for you. I was going to ask you what advice you have for people in their 20s, but you pretty much just, just <laughs> gave perfect advice unless you have any other words of wisdom you'd like to share. Mm, don't pat a burning dog. What? <laughs> um, I don't, that, for some reason, that's the first word of advice that came into my head. Do you have uh, experience... Um, Trying to pat a burning dog? No, that's just from a movie. Oh. It's from this re really underrated movie called A Good Year with Russell Crowe. Um, uh, it's pretty good. It's just like a, a cute romantic comedy. What? Okay, um, more advice. I don't know. I think I think the the one I just gave would kind of sum up my advice to people in their twenties. Um, and then I guess maybe the last thing I would say is it's not all about you. Two things. It's not all about you. So don't just think about yourself. Think about the world. How can you serve the world? And then secondly, the word of it, the word of encouragement is everything's going to be all right. Good. Yeah, that's great. Great. Um, to sum up that, that sums up very nicely. Everything's going to be all right. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I, I, I think I've needed that a lot in, all throughout my 20s. Everything's going to be all right. Yeah, and for especially relevant uh, today and the entire mm -hmm. month and couple months, it feels like a year, but, you know, the last yeah. few, yeah. whatever, from the coronavirus. But, well, mm -hmm. thank you so much, Ethan, for being on the podcast. Um, I just want to give a couple uh, resources. That's not the right word, but... Uh, Check Ethan out on uh, his website. You can find his blog on ethanrenault.com, and that's spelled R-E-N-O-E. -E. And then you can also check him out on Instagram, at Ethan Renault as well. Um, I'm pretty sure you can find all of his other videos and things through those pages as well. Yeah. Um, I highly recommend it. He has a lot of um, interesting things to say, and his videos are really fun, and... I, especially with this time that we all have with the coronavirus and the quarantine, you know, check them out and, um, yeah, spread the word. Yeah. Hey, I appreciate it. Emily, thanks so much for inviting me on. It's super fun. Yeah, Sounds like a really well, thank good you podcast. so much. And, uh, I'll see you all next week.